On the previous installment of Nether, Ascension, Nether waited under the moonlight for the drunken buffoons to finally send him to Vesia. Locked in a rusty cage, Nether came face to face with a boy who prodded him into action, reminding him of how useful he was to his uncle and how he learned to adapt. When the first drunken soldier opened his cage, Nether sprung into action and killed him, along with two of the other three soldiers. Once outside the barn, the young boy revealed himself to be Latros, the demigod son of Malarus. With a new connection made, Nether knew what had to be done. With his eyes on the family manor, his mission was clear. He had to become the master of the house. By Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 7 The Fall of the House of Metralis I held my gaze at the large mansion in the distance. With the son of Malaris beside me and malice in my heart, I turned away from the structure and headed back toward the barn. I know where I must begin, I muttered as I left Latros alone in the cool night. The demigod chuckled and shook his head. Is it wise to start at the top? He asked playfully as I moved away from him and into the shadows. It's the only place to begin, I replied with an intense determination in my voice. I entered the barn and went straight to the door that led to the tunnel. I was going to enter the mansion the same way that I was drugged from it. I knew I would come out in my father's parlor, and I was sure he wouldn't be there this late in the evening. It didn't take long to make it through the tunnel. I was fueled by a fury that was new to me. My father tried to have me killed so that he could steal my inheritance. I was his pawn, but now I was going to strike down the master. I made my way back into the mansion to find that most of the servants had already turned in for the night. I remained still and tried to take in all that was around me, hoping to hear the footsteps of my brothers trudging around loudly, but alas, it was quiet. It was unusually quiet. I stood in the entrance from the underground tunnel and continued to wait for a sign, but nothing would come to me. I would have to hunt my prey without the knowledge of their whereabouts, though I did know their tendencies. I moved away from the entrance and out into the main hallway when I was finally given my first hint of what was transpiring in the manor. All four of my brothers were conversing with one another in the main living space, which was convenient for me, but also a bit cumbersome. I could not murder the four of them together. I'd be overwhelmed, and it would ruin any element I had of surprise. However, with all four of them in one place, I knew I would be able to strike my first target. My vengeance would begin with my father. I moved through the manor in the shadows without anyone seeing me. I sulked quietly up the back staircase, the ones that the servants used, to make my way to my father's bedchamber. I crept into his room to see the fire burning furiously in the hearth. I slid the door open and lurched into the room before closing it back without making a sound. The crackling of the embers muffled my footsteps as I entered his chamber slowly. He was sitting in a tall back chair with his back to the door and his face toward the fireplace. The brilliant illumination cast shadows against the walls, giving me the best path toward the old man. I snuck around and kept my eyes forward, moving slowly as to be able to hear everything coming from in front of me. Though the sounds of the crackling fire provided a soothing atmosphere, I could hear my father's deep breaths from the chair as he tried to fall asleep. I made it behind his chair without him noticing me. A wry smirk came from the side of my mouth as I knew what would come. I had to end his life silently with my bare hands. I couldn't leave any stains of blood and I couldn't allow him to make a noise. I had to strangle him. It was the only way I could make it appear as if he died in his chair. I swung around and placed my knee in his midsection, causing him to exhale loudly. I placed both of my knees on his hands, pinning them to the chair before placing both of my hands around his windpipe. You should have sent people who weren't drunken buffoons to kill me, father. I seethed as I stared into his fading eyes. 
He gazed up in terror as I clenched my jaw. Rage filled me as I squeezed harder along his neck, feeling the bones starting to crack beneath my hands. Don't worry, father. You won't be alone on your way to the scales, I continued. I promise you will be joined by the rest of your offspring, and I will be the only one left to tend to your worldly pleasures, as well as those worldly pleasures you tried to steal from me. His eyes glassed over as my hands felt his neck going limp. I smiled menacingly as I continued to clasp my hands around his neck. For what felt like an eternity, I held his life in my hands. I thought back to all of the strife and turmoil he put me through. I thought back to how he cast me out and sent me to live with my uncle when my mother died. Hatred filled me as I watched his essence slip from the meat sack beneath my legs. When I pulled my hands away from him, his body went limp. His lungs were not inflated and his heart was not beating. My father was dead and I felt relieved, but the night was not over. I had more work to do. I left the room just as I had entered it. I closed the door behind me and peered around to see if anyone noticed me. I knew I had to put on a performance, but I didn't know what my brothers knew. I didn't know if they were aware the father was having me killed, or if he simply told them I left. This was going to be the tricky part, but I was ready. I was either going to kill them all where they stood if they attacked me, or I would kill them one by one on my terms. At the end of the hallway, I could see the fireplace burning down the stairs, along with some light banter between Tigras and Zalorn. Though it wasn't uncommon to see the two who devoted their lives to different gods having a heated discussion amongst themselves, it was unusual for it to be this late at night. Zalorn went to bed far earlier and I never bothered nor cared to keep up with Tigras's sleeping habits. I crept up to the top of the stairs and knelt down to hear the banter between them, though I could also make out the grumblings of Adject in the room as well. Why would father send it there off again? questioned Zalorn. Because he's of no use to this family and he's yet to find a path in the world for himself, stated Falaus emphatically, confirming that all four brothers were still downstairs together. You and Tigras both aligned yourself with a deity and Adject aligned himself with a large axe and a forge. Not only did Nathair not align himself with anything useful, he wasn't able to get our uncle to merge with our father. My eyebrows perked up upon hearing Falau speak of my uncle's estate. Now I knew. Father shared some of why I was sent away with him. Our uncle was his own man and our mother's family did not trust our father. That much is common knowledge, retorted Zalorn in frustration. I cannot help it that Nathair has yet to find his own path. But casting him out into the night to go live across the continent is not what should be done. He should be allowed a chance to make something of himself. Tigras scoffed and stepped forward. His silhouette could be seen moving about in the shadows. He folded his arms across his chest and looked down on our youngest brother. Zalorn, I don't think you're one to talk about making something of himself, he stated menacingly with Falaus and Adjek staring on. And what do you mean by that, Tigras? questioned Zalorn as he stood up to our older brother. Are you saying that my following the god of intellect is not a useful path? That's exactly what I'm saying, affirmed Tigras. Zalorn smiled and stared into our brother's eyes. Why do you say that? Is Darilius inferior because he didn't drown an entire city? Xylene ended the War of the Gods, stated Tigras proudly. Those souls were only the currency used to purchase it. No, brother. Darien ended the War of the Gods when he sent his servant to murder the goddess of illumination, explained Zalorn sarcastically with a wry smirk on his face. All your god did was have hundreds of people killed and their essence locked away from being useful. He did no such thing, shouted Tigras angrily. Zalorn scoffed and shook his head before turning to face the fire. Why don't we take a trip north to Sunshire and I can show you his handiwork, he muttered. What happened to Bryle doesn't matter, inserted Adject as he leaned against the far wall. Falaus chuckled. Oh, but it does. We lost a valuable port in Orinay, he stated softly. Father is still trying to find us another port that equals the value of Bryle. There will always be other ports, Falaus. 
There will always be a place for us to sell our goods, stated Adject optimistically. Too bad he wasn't aware of the state of the business like I did. My uncle made sure I knew that my father's business was failing. He was losing total control over what little sea trade he had. While my uncle didn't necessarily enjoy watching him fail, he didn't exactly want him to succeed either. Seeing him squabble and falter brought him joy in his final days. Have we tried the northern part of Ornay? Are you asking about that dingy port in Rinsali? It's not large enough for our new fleet. We'd have to find smaller ships, deterred Philaus. But that is an option, countered Adject. It's not a very good one, retorted Philaus again. We have Uncle Demerix's resources as well as his ships. We can do things that we couldn't do before. Philaus placed his right hand on his chin and paused. I wonder if Nocier is an option. Tigras turned toward Adject and scoffed. It won't matter unless the waters around here build up again, Tigras stated harshly. It doesn't matter what the port that we are trying to reach is when we can't have them here to begin the journey. Without the waters coming back up, sailing from here is pointless. Then why don't you get your god to do that, shouted Philaus, prompting Tigras to shift his attention over to our eldest brother. Tigras smirked and shrugged his shoulders. It's not in his divine plans. Philaus stepped forward and over to where I could see him in the shadows. He was angry and assertive, which wasn't unusual. He was always that way, though rarely did he ever get that way with Tigras. You should make it in his plans, commanded Philaus furiously. Have you ever tried to convince the god of the tides that something should be in his plans? It doesn't tend to end well for anyone involved, countered Tigras. Besides, I'm just a priest. What business would I have speaking with him? Philaus stepped toward his brother and put his finger in his face. Fury built within Philaus's eyes as he brought his nose slightly away from Tigras's. Perhaps you should make it your business, brother. The tension in the room was becoming intense, and from my vantage point, it was very entertaining. Seeing Philaus finally show his true nature to Tigras was fantastic, though I could see that Tigras was preparing to strike. In his right hand, I saw a light blue orb form. It was only a matter of time before the entire room was going to be dripping from Tigras, conjuring up some water to defend himself. I walked down the steps and made my entrance with my brothers all practically ready to slaughter one another. I moved slowly with my feet slamming against each wooden plank. The clang from my boots echoed with every step and my brothers turned to face me, all shocked to see me emerge from upstairs in our father's chamber. Brothers, he's gone, I announced solemnly. What? inquired Philaus as he turned away from Tigras. The blue orb in Tigras's hand had dissipated while both Adject and Zalorn turned their attention towards me. Father is dead, upstairs in his chair, I clarified while moving down the stairs and into the room. I went up to say my goodbyes as I was heading off to Wurz. Once I got in there, I found him dead in his chair. Philaus approached me slowly, almost apprehensively. It's quite funny, brother. You come home and our father dies. You really must be the harbinger of death, he stated rudely before walking past me. Philaus went up the stairs to father's chambers, leaving me standing there with my other brothers. This doesn't change anything, inserted Tigras. He stared into my eyes and I back into his. I was not afraid of him, and by the end of the night, he would have a reason to be fearful of me. You will leave and never return. You will be cast out of this family. Adject huffed loudly. It was father's wish, said Adject. He had no place for you, and so we will have no place for you either. Philaus emerged from our father's room and came down the stairs slowly. It's true, he stammered, almost taken aback by the sight of our deceased father. Tiberic Martralis is dead. All four of my brothers experienced differing emotions, which I felt was somewhat odd. Philaus was grieving, but I couldn't tell if he was mourning the loss of our father or if he was frightened that he was now in charge of our father's empire. Tigras was calm. He bowed his head and I could see his lips moving. He was praying to Xylene, which was a waste. If our father ended up in front of Xylene, 
he would be looked upon as a small morsel not fit for ample sustenance. Zalorn chuckled and shook his head. I think he knew I had something to do with our father's death, but I also believe he was wise enough to know it was for the better. He didn't grieve or pray, he simply held his position. In a burst of rage, Adjek turned and left the room screaming. In grief, he always went to his forge, and I suspect he was going to do the same. Falaus walked down the stairs and over to Tigras, who had just finished his prayer. I will alert the servants in the morning. Father can rest in his chair tonight, as he did on most nights. Aye, nodded Tigras. We will need to begin the formal preparations to transfer the titles and property. Falaus nodded slowly. I'll handle all of that in the morning. Falaus closed his eyes and turned to face me. Nathair, you are welcome to stay here this evening, but you will leave the moment the sun comes up. Do you understand me? I remained silent and stared at my brother. Do you understand me? He shouted. You will never see me again after tonight, I remarked softly. Falaus scoffed and shook his head disdainfully. Good, he replied before walking away from me, Tigras, and Zalorn. If any of you need me, I'll be in Father's study. Then I suppose I'll be heading to the library, announced Zalorn as he walked over and patted me on the shoulder. If you're ever in Castellas, or even Teardret, see if I'm there, brother, he remarked softly to me. I won't cast you out as the others will. I smiled at Zalorn, but I knew what I had to do. Ending his life would be regrettable, but it had to be done. I may come see you in the library later on if I can't sleep. Zalorn smiled. I'd like that, he said before walking away with Tigras doing the same. Don't come and find me, Nathair. Even being round you for another minute would be too long, quipped Tigras harshly. I was alone in the great room where the hearth was still burning brightly. All four of my brothers had headed off to various parts of the manor and I was left alone. The blade that Latros gave me was pulsating against my side. I could feel it vibrating against me as a purple hue was coming off of the black blade. I pulled it out and held onto the handle firmly. I could feel the knowledge of Latros and his father, Malarus, inside the blade. I think it's time to go inspect Adjek's forge. I smiled before sheathing the dagger. My first target would be my younger brother, and I was gleeful at the thought of sending him to the scales. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.